and here we go. We're back. Hope everybody's having a great day. Let me just adjust this mic. Sorry. Cover your ears. This might be loud. Hopefully it wasn't. Uh, we're here on a freelancer podcast uh, by a freelancer, all about freelancing, working from home, working environment, uh, where to work from home, where to work remote, uh, how to work remote, why to work remote. The list goes on and on. Uh, this is basically, we're getting a compilation of the introductory things to freelancing. Uh, so if you're new, if you are curious about it, if you don't know anything about it, these podcasts are going to be really great. Um, if you're someone who thinks, you know, I already do this stuff, uh, some of the topics we've covered already are a little bit basic, um, but we're about to dive into some more information today that even though I've been freelancing for quite some time, uh, I found out uh, some new information just for this podcast here. So perhaps there'll be some that will actually help. Okay. First and foremost, uh, let's talk about what I hate about freelancing. Um, it, this, this is going to sound weird. Um, this is a topic that I don't get into much because I really love the people I work with. I really love what I do. Um, and all the greats and goods that come with it. But there are some things that are easily fixed, but they suck. Um, and biggest thing is you got to be your own boss, right? And you, which is great. You're thinking, okay, you know, I don't have to answer to that guy or girl anymore. Sure. I'd love to be my own boss, but that means it's all on you, right? Uh, there's, there's no workarounds. It's, there's no one that you can blame. It's just you and, and being able to blame yourself and having no one that you can push that off on is amazing, right? Because then it empowers you to make the change. Uh, if something's going wrong in your life, you fix it. No one else, just you. Um, so it's actually a really good thing in the end, but some people struggle with it. Um, and it's frustrating, right? Because if you're the type of person that likes to push or pass the buck, um, I could see that being a tough inner monologue saying, okay, no, I've got to deal with all this. Um, taxes, right? Uh, you don't get your employer that just sends you a W-2 anymore. If you're in the U.S. O overseas, I'm not sure how exactly it works. Um, but you've got to figure out your Schedule C now if you're making money. You have to, that's if you own a business. If you're a DBA, you have to, so basically you have to go in and figure out all these different tax laws uh, whether you're a, a corporation or if you're incorporated or if you're in a limited liability company or if you're a DBA doing business as, um, you have to figure out what applies to you, what you should be doing, what you need to be doing. Um, it It's a lot to tackle. I uh, Let's see here. My first year when uh, I was making profit, right? Enough profit that it mattered. I remember sitting there with my taxes and just scratching my head. Um, it was a day or two of real frustration. Okay. I, I thought here in the U S you'd make it at least somewhat easy for people to run their own business because, you know, that's kind of what we're founded on, right? The freedom to pursue happiness. 
But as time and laws have been made, time has gone on. Um, I guess if you're a business, then you're going to need other professional services like an accountant to make sure things really get the job done. So you can do it on your own. Well, obviously, I uh, I do voice acting. I've mentioned it before. And uh, I'm on my own. I don't work with anybody else for the most part. It's just me. So I don't have employees, payroll, um, benefits, extra taxes to go along with that. So that takes out a lot of the headache. But if you do, right, let's say you're... How do I say this? Let's say you're a video maker, videographer. You love making videos, right? But you've got a team. Um, you've got your people that set up the stage or the scene for your videos. You've got your a uh, couple of people that go on remote with you because, yeah, you can have one camera, right? But having multiple people. Uh, multiple shots is good with videography, with cine- cinematography, cinematics in general. So it depends on how big your business, your freelance, right? Because it starts with just you as a as a business, but you can grow that if you truly choose to. And that can cause a lot of headaches. So it's frustrating, but everyone's done it. Like there are so many businesses and so many freelancers and so many independents and contractors. It's everybody does it. So to think that, oh, I can't do that, that's too hard, is ridiculous. So, um, what else? Big pet peeves, clients. I love clients. This is my favorite part, meeting new people, doing new things, um, coming together on projects, working together and making uh, dreams come true, really knocking it out of the park, making creating something, making it excellent. Love that. But when clients don't have the right expectations or don't have any expectations or don't know what they want or just assume certain things, um, there can be a breakdown and it's tough. It's tough. Um, it's very difficult just doing the back and forth sometimes, especially if the client is more stubborn or is completely lost, right? You're there trying to say, you know, uh, let's say they're, you're a writer, We've covered writing as one of the major freelance topics. Let's say you're a writer and somebody says, I just want blog articles. Okay, that's great, but give me a topic. Give me a deadline. Give me length. Give me format. Give me, you know, word choice. What? Who's the audience, right? As a writer, you, you need to think about what type of words you're going to be using, Okay. Um, are you going to be speaking to the average Joe, someone who's uh, a regular education or someone who's, you know, in a specific field that they're going to be OK with uh, more niche words uh, in their lexicon? So food for thought. It's difficult. It's frustrating, especially when the client doesn't know, because then it's your job to try and figure things out. Um, for those of you who are jumping in right now, TJ is one of them who just joined. Uh we're talking about freelancing. We're talking about working from home. Right now, I'm talking about all the things that are horrible with freelancing. Absolutely love it, but nothing's perfect, right? I think as a, as a kid, we're all told, uh, grow up, you can be whatever you want to be, right? But they don't tell you about the grind. They don't tell you about the, the rainy days. You know, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. And as a kid, you're not worried about it, right? But you're going to have that in any job you go into. Every job, there's going to be risk. You could get fired. The business could shut down. Uh, the business could move or outsource. It doesn't matter. 
what business you're in, right? There's risk. Same with owning your own business or being a freelancer or contractor. There's risk. Okay. So I would say that being a freelancer, since there's that risk involved with being a freelancer, just like any job, any position or anything you do, um, it's so much more prevalent though. You know, every day when you wake up, you could say, Hey, I could, I could lose all my work tomorrow. Like that could just happen. All right. Unless you're under contracts. Um, but even then some companies still fold, whether you're an actual employee or a contract employee, it doesn't matter. Right. Welcome to the chat, Bryce. Uh, feel free to jump in with any questions if you have any. Um, so the fact that it's prevalent, it's always in the back of your mind. I know uh, people say when they start their own business or they become freelance freelancers for the first year, they say they sleep like a baby. They, that means they wake up every couple hours crying because they're just trying to make ends meet and they don't know how to do anything. Um, it can be tough. It can be tough because if you go to a job day in and day out, nine to five, and you get the you, you kind of get this complacency like, oh, you know, it's my job, standard paycheck right? Pays on time. It makes you comfortable, right? But, and that's when thing, if things ever do go wrong and I hope they never befall you. Uh, but when things do go wrong or if they do go wrong, um, it becomes super prevalent, but I guess that's a good side of being a freelancer because you're, you almost have to plan for things to go wrong. It's a different way of looking at it. And some people don't want to do it, right? Just because it's different doesn't mean it's good. Um, I think it is, but that's why I do freelancing and contract work. Somebody who doesn't think that way, you know, oh, that's too stressful for me. Well, okay. It's not for you. Um, big negative, big negative obligations. Um, right. If you're a freelancer, if you're a contractor, your schedule's changing all the time. So if somebody says, I've got a wedding in three months, will you be there? I mean, you have the freedom and flexibility to say, yes, let me block off this time frame, right? But it's not as simple as saying, hey, employer, can I put in a vacation day, right? Yes, you don't have to ask anybody for permission. So there's that freedom and flexibility. That would be a pro. But the con is if somebody comes along and says, hey, we got a great contract for you, one that you can't miss, one that you can't pass up. This is beautiful. It's everything you want. It's going to pay the right amount or more than the right amount. Um, it's going to give you the stuff you want. It's going to let you learn, grow. It's just going to be a really good opportunity, but it falls on your blocked off calendar day um, or a portion of it falls on that. You know, if in this case, we're using a friend's wedding as an example. Saying no or backing out on the wedding. I mean, that sucks. Um, and as a freelancer, if you get, you know, one job can really change your entire year, just like a salesperson, right? If you grab that vital account, a big account, your bonus, your commission changes so fast, right? Um, but with a freelancer, you may not have another job like that for some time. So it, it could change. Not only could it change your future, but it could change your life immediately. Your quality of life could change very fast. Um, so sometimes there's these mixed schedules, obligations that come up that you just have to put work first. Um, or 
if you're okay with not doing that, then that's another beauty of being a freelancer. So pros and cons, um, depends on who you are and what comes your way. For those of you joining, Asha, I see you're in the chat now. Hi, welcome. We're talking about freelancing, remote work, and why it's horrible. Um, so another thing about freelance work is, okay, uh, this, this actually goes along with a lot of sectors, a lot of jobs, uh, travel. Okay. Um, if you're, uh, if you get a contract and the client says, let's meet in person, let's meet in person. Um, then you may have to go out wherever, what state hours, whether it's driving or flying, you may have to do it just to, you know, seal the deal, which is part of it, but that interrupts your whole entire day. Uh, if you're going to and from an office job, yeah, you have that commute that I've talked about that commuting is not great. And that's another positive from working from home. Um, not a problem. Asha, Asha says, Alec, thanks for the warm welcome. Hey, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Any questions, comments, concerns, let us know. We'll try and answer them. Uh, where was I? I got so distracted. But anyway, uh, you might have to go on site. Let's say um, not so much for writing, maybe not so much for marketing. But if you're doing video, photography, things like that, you have to go on site to get some of this stuff. Whether that be on site where the business is located, like let's say they're shooting a production um, in-house to show what their company culture is like, you've got to go there. Um, or maybe that you're a photographer that's they're saying, hey, we really need pictures of, a lot of pictures of, some sort of mountain range. Well, you're on your way to a mountain range. Um, that can be tough if you have kids or family that really want you in and around the home. It can be tough if you have other obligations. And it can be really tough on your other work. Because if, if a client says, Hey, take 24 hours, fly out and meet with me. Let's get it done. Go back. That, that 24 hours is sunk. Um, you can't do anything else. And if, so it's sometimes hard to balance projects all at the same time, where if you're a standard worker at a company going for your nine to five job, then it's not a big deal. You know, somebody else will pick up the slack. If you can't do it, you'll get it another day. It doesn't matter. You're still getting paid the same amount, um, unless you're on commission or something. So it's these kind of frustrations that can start to wear on you. But if you like this stuff, man, is freelancing the thing for you? Um, it's absolutely great. Absolutely great. Uh, you know what? Here's another one. Spam. We're going to get more into spam later in this podcast when I go over uh, job sites in job boards. Uh, yeah, last podcast yesterday, um, we covered 25 different spots or different places that have freelance jobs, right? So over the last 24 hours, I dug in, I signed up for a lot of these just to kind of see what these platforms are like. I wanted to see what these platforms are like. That way I can give an accurate feedback because some of them are for designers, some of them for engineers. I don't do that. I do voice stuff. I do voiceover. Um, small acting a little bit of video editing, things like this, but I stay away from like uh, UI, UX, marketing, writing. That's not my cup of tea or a cup of coffee as I prefer. So anyway, I signed up for these programs and we're going to get into some of it, but spam, spam is an issue um, where somebody's going to approach you as a freelancer and they're going to try and get away with certain things or they're going to try and send you documents. I... 
uh, I'll say it now so I don't forget. I was on Upwork. And I think in the first six months of Upwork, uh, I had a bit of spam, but um, which is actually toned down now. Uh, I'm still available on that platform. But there were a few that were marked as harmful uh, files that came across. So if you're not careful, you can really mess up your day. Um, make sure you're downloading, look at the file extension, right? If, is it a dot .doc? dot uh, dot txt for a text file is it a excel sheet is it whatever your excuse me whatever your field is make sure you know what type of files you should be downloading because if you don't and it can happen to anybody just like you can trip over your own foot right it doesn't happen often but it can happen to anyone right it just a it's a you're moving fast you don't realize it you download something and off you go uh, TJ says, flying out to meet clients is part of sales and marketing. Without it, you won't or you don't even get businesses. Um, I would agree with that. I would agree that cert- to a certain extent, I think, um, especially, let's say, uh, word of mouth. If you fly out, you clinch a deal with a certain business and they refer you to a friend, you may not have to fly out to meet that new client that you're going to be working with because they're going to be running on word of mouth or um, a good referral, a solid referral. So I agree, but it feels like you're encompassing every client. Now I may have misread that and sorry if I did, but I just want to shoot out what they're saying because you know, it's good to get varying opinions on here. And I totally agree, though, that face-to-face communication, there, actually, there's a lot of studies that have been done with this, that um, face-to-face interpersonal communication, seeing reactions, using the right tone, right? If, and if you're good at body language, if you're really great at communicating, um, meeting people in person is where you're going to put yourself above your competition, right? I've talked about this before. If you can take your portions of what you're good at. Like, uh, you don't have to be an expert. If you're an expert in marketing, but you're good at communication, use that to your advantage, right? If you're in, uh, or if you're, if you're in sales and you're really good at sales, but you're, but you also are pretty good at writing you, it helps a lot. Just these extra, um, being a well-versed person will put you above your competition who maybe is only good at one thing, right? Um, Let's see here. Oh, right. Where were we? Negatives of freelance. So this is a, this is, I want, here's a phrase. I've been lucky to not hear this, but um, no, no, I have, I have actually, I'm so sorry. It's um, when are you going to get a real job? I'll let that sink in. Or, well, this is great but what do you think your career will be? Right. People have it in their head that if you're freelancing, you're, it's not, it's not a real job. Right. Um, I don't know why. I don't know where that came from. Right. Um, Like I, if somebody's a craftsman or a craftswoman, and they're building chairs and furniture, like high quality, high end things, or even a welder or something like that. You know, a, a, a real tradesperson um, who owns their own 
style and they make chairs for a living. I'm sure they like other people who buy their great furniture or services. They're going to say, wow, what a great person, right? What a great experience, a business experience. Um, I'll, I'll get to that question in just a second, Asha. Um, anyway, uh, what I was saying was, uh, you'll still get some, I guess, pushback from people that don't see what you're doing as the norm, I guess. Um, and it's crazy to think that I can, I can, you know, with freelancing, if you really dedicate yourself and you're talented, you can make more doing that than working with a company. Right. But, but what you're doing isn't a career, but what you're doing isn't a real job. Uh, It's amazing. Uh, a lot of people like, uh, even, um, like actors will get this, uh, well, photographers will get this. Well, oh yeah, you take nice pictures, but yeah. When are you going to get a real job? Photography can be a real job, right? Um, but when you're like, oh, I'm a wedding photographer, then it starts to get into, oh yeah, well, everybody gets a wedding photographer. Oh, okay. That's kind of a a business. How, do you have a lot of clients? Like, there, so there's, there's these realms that it's like, okay, this is socially acceptable. People are like more understanding that what you're doing is a career. Uh, it's just, it's frustrating when people just don't get it. Um, Asha asked, how do you handle pricing? Do you charge per hour or advertise set prices? So, I'm glad we do too, Bryce. Um, so to answer Ash's question, it depends, right? Um, I handle pricing on a case-by-case basis. Um, I think it's very foolish to think that you can have just a standard set price for a certain product. In my field, I do voice. Um, there's reasons you might have a standard set price for a single type of product. One, if you're a union, if SAG-AFTRA in the US, uh, there's union rates that you should be abiding by, and they have set prices for certain things. Um, So there's that. That's one reason why there may be a set price. But, uh, or if you're busy or have enough work or don't need to work as much, you may say for 60 seconds of audio, Or if you're not in voice, you know, for one stock photo, it's going to be X. That's just my price. I won't go lower, right? Um, And that's okay. That's your choice. Let me let me give you an example. Uh, I think it was was it Van Gogh, Monet. It was some painter or artist, right? They're walking through a park over in Europe, whether it be Italy or France. I don't remember. Obviously, the story's a little sketchy, Uh, but it. The, follow me here. The example's real. They, uh, they, a woman meets this artist in the park and says, oh my goodness, aren't you Van Gogh? Aren't you Monet? Aren't you whomever the artist was? They say, yes, that's me. You're a famous artist. Yes. Can you draw me? And the artist says, okay, yeah, I, I guess, you know, and they pull out a napkin they sketch their face and they sketch it well. It looks beautiful. It takes them 30 seconds, you know, a minute, and they hand them the napkin and say, that'll be, you know, $30, $100, whatever the currency was, whatever they're charging at the time. And they say, how can you charge that much for a minute of your time? That's ridiculous. 
took you 60 seconds and you expect me to pay that much? No way am I paying that much. The woman was appalled. She was upset. The artist responded, that didn't take me a minute. That took me 40 years. The concept is you charge for your experience, right? Um, you charge for your quality. So some people say my 10, 20, 30 years of experience is worth this, period. Whether it's more or the same amount, I will not go lower because of the experience and the time that it took. So that's kind of where that comes from. Also, um, some people, some people uh, charge, uh, will advertise uh, per hour or set prices. Um, I, do I, 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 yes, I give a standard on a few places. I, I, I work, I, I have a standard fee. Um, I do this, but it's been pre-negotiated with everyone, most of my clients. And if I do ever advertise what I do and I say, oh, you know, it's, uh, this amount for a quick 30 second commercial spot, right? Um, that's going to change depending on if that commercial spot is on radio and TV. It's going to change if that's na national, if it's, you know, local, if it's regional, right? For This is just for voice. So there's going to be different, uh, am I getting a buyout or is there royalties? Every time it's played, do I get money? Um, it's going to change depending on the job. But sometimes I'll say, you know, here's a base price, but please talk to me. Um, the only time I ever have a base price is with clients that I've built a good relationship with and we'll just have a flat. This is what it is. And it makes things go smoother. Uh, TJ, who's in the chat, says they like to go with freelancers instead of companies because quality and price matters. And that's true. You know, there's there's a lot of price variation and there's a lot of good talent. So um, there's a talk there's talks about how so really, 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 really great software designers or programmers. They all work remote if they want to because they're so good and the demand is so strong. They can they can demand it. They can say, no, I'm going to work from anywhere and you're going to put up with this. Some companies will because they have to. Some companies won't if they have a lot of good stuff going on, but there's that supply and demand. So if you're really good, you don't have to work with a company. You, If you're really good, you go set your own price. You go live somewhere else. And if you live in a place that's got a cheaper cost of living, let's say you're the best architect there is, the best, right? They're going to want you in capitals, you know, hubs, whether that be like New York, London, maybe like a Los Angeles or San Francisco. You're, you're, if you're a really great architect, you want to be there. But if you are, if you're so good that you say, Hey, I don't, I don't want to work here anymore. I'm going to go do my own stuff. You can go live at half the cost of living somewhere in the South than New York, LA, San Francisco. And that's just the U S right. TJ also mentions that there is a measured risk with a freelancer, but I would, I would, I would barter with TJ on this and say there's a risk with a company too. Um, there's different risks, right? Um, a, if you hire a freelancer that has, um, let's say, because freelancers will put their information and stuff out there on a variety of platforms. So you may find a freelancer on one platform and they have really great reviews. They've made a ton of money. You know, they've got experience, 
but that might be their only platform they work on. So there's take that into consideration and then also think about uh, the person that has good reviews, but less reviews they've made less, but let's say they've worked on lots of different platforms or lots of different companies, um, even off platforms that there aren't reviews for that. They may have more experience than the better reviewed person on the platform. Like there's, there's this risk going into it. Whereas if you find a company, uh, you're going to know how long that company has been in business. They're going to boast some clients, they're going to have their own website. Uh, you can do a lot of background checking. Uh, they'll have customer testimonials. Um, and it's not going anywhere, right? And they're going to have all their information in one spot. Um, but flip side, a company website that has customer testimonials, a, co- a company's only going to put the best testimonials like on the website, uh, whether they're real or not. Um, but on certain freelance programs, you'll see people with like one star did not perform. So it gives you an, it's crowdsourced and crowdsourcing can give you a little bit, I'm going to say sometimes a better, more accurate vision of what you're hiring, but not always, right? Um, not always. So, which, hey, that's some of the cons of being a fr- freelancer, just like that, where um, people think, oh, if I hire a freelancer, I've got risk. If you're a professional person and you take your job seriously um, and you do everything it takes to get the job done, yeah, sometimes you're not going to make the client happy, but sometimes a company isn't going to make the client happy. Mm. There is a story about a library in a a town I used to live. They hired, I think, a design team to revamp their library. And they had they had to do it three times um, because they just weren't getting it right. And this is a fully fledged team, right? Um, they came in, they went over all the details. They said, "Wouldn't it be great if?" And they gave a beautiful design, uh, and they put the children's section right by the front door, um, so all the kids that would come to the children's section would be exposed to all the foot traffic instantly thrown out like i don't know if they had never done a library before or what i don't know they revamped some things put the kids section on the third floor everybody's having a good time but they changed where the entrances entrances and exits to the building were zoning commission came back said no what are you doing we have laws against that you can't do that um this is how it's set up this is how it has to be uh so that they had to redesign everything around the entrance and exit so Uh, TJ says for big projects, they wouldn't use a freelancer. Uh, But this is an example of just how a company can fail multiple times. So can a freelancer. There's there's risk in anything. There's risk in anything. Um, But I I totally understand the um, there's a comfort in saying, let me go with a company because the company's established. If you find an established company, one that has an actual office, one that has, you know, they could bankrupt and disappear overnight. That could happen. But if they're, you, it's going to seem, you're going to be able to do a little bit of research on companies more so than your freelancer. And you'll know, like you could always sue a company. If you sue a freelancer, uh, I could see them jumping ship and saying, nope, sorry, 
you know, I'll shut down business, reopen as under a different name or go to a different country or the, the list continues on. So there is that risk. I, I definitely agree with TJ when it comes to that risk. Oh, TJ even says companies have assets. Uh, they have a brand they want to keep. They have resources that back the contract in the company. That's true sometimes. Um, usually. It's usually true, right? But again, do your research because if that company boasts a very long heritage, you know, it's got three generations of company workers. It's beautiful, but they've been in business one year, but they don't advertise the one year in business. Um, just do your research, do your homework. And you should, then a company, that that's that's a bonus of working for a company. So right there, a con, like today's talk, today's talk is all about why it's bad to be a freelancer. You're going to miss out on some of these bigger projects because it's because of that mentality, right? Um, a company can do just as good or better or worse than a freelancer, but some people, especially like TJ, are going to see the mitigated risk of going with a company over a freelancer for a big contract, right? So food for thought, but really if imagine you find this company, a very small knit group, very professional, very small knit group of let's say architects or something. They all work on a project together. Um, a freelance, a, a group of freelancers could do the same thing. Um, it, but there's just, I guess if they've been established in, uh, portray themselves as such that usually architecture firms aren't going anywhere, but I mean, it's just a bunch of people, right? And people can be freelancers too. Ah, moving back to all the goods and bads about freelancing. Bads. I think that, that that's the majority that stick out. Um, there's a lot of goods with freelancing. Check out my first podcast. Um, we go into a deep dive of all the great things of working as a freelancer. So don't think, oh, you hate freelancing or, oh, that sounds horrible. It's really not. It's really not. It's, it's quite fun. It's exciting, um, especially for people who don't want to do the humdrum of day in, day out. Same old, same old, right? Let's see here. Uh, we're about halfway through the podcast. I want to shift gears and say... First and foremost, we're here every Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I want to give a shout out to what we're going to be doing this weekend. It's going to be a segment on U.S. versus U.K., which is better, which is best, which is worst, and all the cool, fun things that go along with it. I've got a wonderful woman coming from across the pond. We're going to be diving into culture, food, uh, activities, funny, weird stuff that you wouldn't expect. We're going to keep it light. We're going to keep it fun. Um, and I hope you'll join us. That'll be um, that'll be 11 a.m. to noon Eastern Standard Time this weekend on June 29th and 30th. But if you're in the UK, it'll be 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. UK time. Chance is back. Welcome back, Chance, returning person. I, if you saw our podcast yesterday, then you'd know Chance was um, an active, avid listener. Great to see you back. Great to see you back. Uh, we're we're going to be switching gears and jumping back over to what we talked about yesterday. For anyone who's listening to this but didn't hear the other podcast, either go listen to it or we'll, we'll do a quick run through real quick. Uh, yesterday, we jumped in and said, 
hey, you want to be a freelancer? Here are the top freelance websites a lot of people are using. Um, and I'm just going to run through them real quick again as a refresher. Uh, but I took the time over the last 24 hours and joined some of these uh, just so I can get a feel and give you better feedback for what, what they are. TJ says, can you pre-schedule the show? And Chance chimes in. It already is. Yes, the, this show is pre-scheduled. Uh, I, I try to do that at least 24 hours ahead of time, um, just so everybody knows. But as a reminder, 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, every Monday through Friday. And then on the weekends here, for the next couple weekends, we're going to be doing U.S. versus U.K., 11 a.m. to noon Eastern Standard Time. But that's going to be a limited show. Uh, if we get a lot of traction, we're going to keep it going. If there's a lot of good feedback, we're going to keep it going. But if we don't, then we're going to cut it. Um, it's it, It'll just be a um, fun experiment. So tell your friends, anybody that you think would be interested in hearing about U.S. versus U.K., um, try and get a bunch of people in here because uh, if not, we're going to do a few episodes. It's going to be one heck of a time, but then it'll end. Then it'll end. Um, all right. So real quick, I'm going to run through the list just so you have an idea for the names. One was people per, uh, wow, already screwing up the list at the very beginning. Let's try one more time. People per hour. Then there's Upwork. There was Simply Hired. There was I Freelance. College Recruiter. Acquient. The Creative Group. Krugster, based in India. Crowded. Fiverr. Flex Jobs. Crowdsource. Freelancer, which I think got, is that the one that got re renamed? No, it's not. Okay. Uh, Guru. Freelance Writing Gigs. Pure Hustle. Crop. Project for Hire. 99 Designs. Craigslist, right? They've been around for a while. LinkedIn Provider, Design Hill, Remote, Local Solo, and Toptal. Okay, let's uh, go back down this list and really get into um, what is what. We're going to start with people per hour. Okay, let me check the chat and see if, there, if I've missed any messages before I get going. Okay. <laughs> Uh, chance, chance says they have a really great business. They sell homing pigeons on eBay. Uh, the, well, they sell one homing pigeon and they sold that 37 times. Hilarious. Pigeon keeps returning. I, I do believe chance is joking, but it's, it's comical. Um, uh, people per hour. It's nice. I signed up. It, it's got a wonderful platform. Um, it seems pretty clean cut. It's got a nice, wonderful white background, easy on the eyes. Um, they use an orange for buttons and uh, what is it? Project titles. Uh, orange is supposed to be a color that's oriented with safety. So I see what they're going for. Um, I have yet to send a proposal on peopleperhour.com, but there's jobs out there right now. Um, a lot of it, it's all based in, oh, forgive me. I think that's pounds. Yeah, it's all based in pounds. And uh, so it's primarily a site hosted in um, currently, I guess, still the UK before Brexit happens, which speaking of Brexit, I don't think we're going to be getting into that on the US versus UK podcast. But if you have any questions, uh, well, see, if they're about Brexit, leave them out because uh, I don't know too much about it. And I'm, I don't want to jump into that whole debacle of what's going on over there. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, jobs 
uh, five hours ago posted, four hours ago posted, images to be reformatted posted two hours ago. So there's there's constant tra- traction. There's activity on this website. So that's good, right? Um, for me specifically doing voice, I didn't really find too much, but I'm not sure what field you're in. Uh, they've got quite a bit. And I think they boast uh, all sorts of jobs. Not They don't limit what's posted, okay? 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, U.S. versus U.K. That is correct, TJ. That's where we'll be. We'll be here. Um, Chance and TJ, thank you both for the likes. I like you, too. Uh, thanks for being hanging out with me today and being my friends. No, uh, not Monday, Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday, TJ. That's when the, the podcast is going to be. Maggie, Michaela, welcome. We're talking about freelancing why it's bad. We covered, covered why it's bad. We're jumping into some uh, freelance websites that I went over yesterday. And I want to just kind of give a full review of those websites now because I did a top 25 list of where to work or, or websites that give freelance jobs. But then I went ahead and signed up for them over the last 24 hours. And I'm going to report kind of what I saw, right? It is a live cast, TJ. It is a live cast. Yes. Hello, Maggie. Welcome. Okay, so uh, that was people per per hour. There's jobs currently still being posted. Um, I didn't find too many voice acting jobs, which is my field of choice, but it's there and it works. So uh, you start with 15 proposal credits. I'm not sure if they refresh over time because I have yet to uh, apply for a job, but uh, it seems to be free to use at the very beginning, which is always good trying a new platform. And I'm sure there's a premium version as well. That way they kind of boost your profile and send it out to other people. And let me double check and see if, uh, I forget if I uploaded a profile on this. Uh, let me let me double check my profile. Uh, it gives you a blog or a, a bio that you can put in there. It lets you pick your, pick your skills that you're good at. So they give relevant jobs to you and they'll send you information on what's being, um, how, what do you call it? What's being posted if it's relevant to your um skill set. There is a portfolio, but I couldn't upload, I don't think, audio files. So they're looking for more images, more images. So it's um, keep that in mind. All right, that's that done. Let's move on. Uh, Upwork. Okay, I'm on Upwork. I've been on Upwork for some time. And I talked about it a little bit more at length yesterday. And we'll just do a quick nutshell. Upwork's cool. They're switching their program, though. So if you're not on Upwork, sign up real quick. You get 60 connects uh, for, for proposals, I guess, from U2 clients per month. Um, they're going to be switching that over in July. And you'll get to keep your connects that you currently have, I do believe. And, but then it's going to go to a paid plan where it's going to be 15 cents per connect. However, sometimes it costs more than 15 or it costs more than one connect to contact a client. Sometimes it's two, sometimes it's three. Keep that in mind. So just because it's uh, 60 connects, that doesn't always mean 60 different clients can get, uh, you can't reach out to 60 different clients, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's 30, sometimes it's 20, depending on your line of work and who you're reaching out to. So keep that in mind, but I would sign up for Upwork ASAP, um, just to get your 60 connects and let it sit on the back burner. Even if you don't want to use it right now, just let it sit. Uh, Upwork does a pretty good uh, job of verifying identity. Um, people per hour didn't ask me for like uh, a driver's license or or a passport or anything like that. Upwork did. Um, they wanted to ma- maintain. In fact, uh, I got uh, an update ways back. 
where if I didn't provide them with the correct information, they were just going to freeze my account because they want to make sure everyone on their platform is verified as who they are, right? So uh, I, t- I spoke with TJ a little bit more about um, that security and mitigating risk when you deal with companies versus when you deal with um, freelancers. I, that's They're trying to put in steps to, uh, I guess, cross that bridge. Uh, Maggie says... She, She's been on Upwork before. Maggie, did you like it? Love to hear about it. Um, Upwork, uh, you just apply for jobs. Uh, you can see how many people applied. You can see if you get an upgraded profile. You can see who, uh, uh, what clients usually pay. You can see, oh, they give you badges as well. One for verifying yourself, one for top talent. So they show you know how, how good you are. There's reviews for clients and stuff on that. So um, all around, Upwork's doing okay. Uh, they released their IPO this year. So um, they've got a board somewhere that's probably breathing down their necks, making sure that they uh, stay on top of their game. Simply hired. Simply hired. Simply hired. Let me switch over to simply hired. Uh, I'm on it. Signed up. Seems nice. Kind of, it's pretty. (laughs) <laughs> I guess uh, is one way to say it. But when you get into the actual search engine of it, when you type in what you're looking for, it turns into more like an indeed monster esque. Uh, the beauty of it really falls apart. Um, but it's okay. It still works. Um, for instance, I just typed in voiceover. Let me change my location. And there's a job it was posted does it show dates on posting certainly should one second my apologies uh but no it's not showing me which is really frustrating there's reviews for clients though um i'm sure there's reviews for you um you apply you'll need a resume though so so here's the thing um I run with more portfolio stuff, right? I I give audio clips because I'm less of a writer. You know, I speak. That's what I do. That's what I'm better at. That's what I like to do. My communication is better in vocal form. Um, They want written. So you can kind of have an idea of what type of jobs they're looking for. But they let you look for full-time, part-time, commission, contract, temporary internship across the spectrum here. Um, so it's more than just freelance. You can find other jobs as well on simply hired actually. Oh, I think simply hired. Let me double check. I believe it is a subsidy of indeed. It is, it is, it's a, it's a, indeed is the umbrella of a bunch of different companies. They go with get hired, simply job, look sharp, job.com beyond jobster. So these are all filtering back into indeed. So I almost, if a job's going to get posted, I almost think you should just skip this and go to Indeed then, right? Um, food for thought. Uh, it doesn't seem to be great for me, but it really dives into location. Maggie says, people use my services on Upwork for editing and writing. It's a pretty good site. But just like anything, there are cons. Uh, they ran into issues that there was slow to connect. Sorry, slow to contact. That's a that's a big con, right? Okay, in sales, I, sh- I shouldn't think 
Colin of slow connections or sl slow speaking back and forth between clients and freelancers. Um, that's not just in this industry for salespeople. Sometimes it takes, you know, months before your, your cold lead turns hot and then you make the sale sell sale. Um, so it, there, there's other industries, right? Um, where this sort of thing happens. But it's it really is frustrating, though, when you're a professional who's ready to work, who's got the time, is very motivated, and people just drag their feet. I freelancer. Site could not be reached. Don't know why it's on this list. College recruiter. I didn't dive into this because I am no longer fresh out of college. I like the idea, though. Um, I really think the concept is great because um, jobs turn into inter internships or into part-time or full-time working with a company after college. Pretty cool. Cool concept. Haven't tried it. Um, give it a go, especially if you're young. You, When you're young, you have more time to really diversify yourself and try things because there's a, um, what is it? It's I think it's in machine learning. Or it's computer learning. Some uh, it's something where uh, if you the more time you have, the more you should try new things, right? As a kid, you're you're licking things, you're putting dirt in your mouth, you're doing all sorts of stuff, right? Because you have so much time to figure what all this stuff is, taste, does, means. You have all this time, and the more information you front load, the more stimuli and knowledge you gain at the beginning is going to serve you for the rest of your life, right? Now, when you're 80, if you have your favorite sandwich, you could try something new, but I'm telling the odds that you're going to find another sandwich that you're going to like better. Mm, it's not worth it because you have less time here to find it. Stick with what you've got, right? But if you're 20, try all sorts of stuff. Acquient. I think Acquient is one. Ah, yeah. Okay. So I didn't go into Acquient. They wanted specifically uh, what type of field I was in, and they don't cater to voice acting. They cater to creative and design, which I thought would be me, but it's web design, virtual visual design, interactive art, interact, uh, illustrator, graphic design, right? Creative de developer or director. There's UX and UI, there's development, there's marketing, there's content and writing. These are on there, um, not so much voice. I did email them, see if I could get on there and uh, without coming in under a category that's not meant for me. And I don't think I got a response. Next is the creative group, um, which when I click it, it takes me to roberthalf.com. So I don't know what, when the name changed happened. Right. Um, real quick, I'm on the search engine. Let me just type in voiceover. And it brings up network administrator. Okay, so that's not working too well, right? I guess if you're a network admin, then that's great. It was posted on June 27, 2019. But that kind of lets you know um, they're not going to have everything. There's accounting and finance, office administrative, technology and IT, legal, creative marketing, creative and marketing, um, which I thought, you know, maybe I could fall under. I do not. Um, so keep that in mind. This is, it. there's jobs, right? And they're relevant, 
but you really have to have what they're looking for, right? Uh, for those of you for the, for those of you that have joined uh, halfway through, we're talking about uh, well, we talk, spoke about the negatives of being a freelancer and doing remote work, but we've moved on now. Yesterday in the podcast, 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Monday through Friday, uh, I covered what job sites were good uh, for freelancing, and now I've actually jumped on, and I'm going to give my initial impressions. So that's what we're doing. We're giving initial impress- impressions of job sites for working from home or freelance. Krugster was a number eight on this list of out of 25, based out of India. Can't find it. Um, I went to Krugster.com. Didn't seem right. Um, I went to angel.com and Krugster was listed on there, but, uh, I'm not seeing it, but it's based out of India. So maybe, uh, there isn't a .com. It's a dot. Is it I N? I don't, I don't know. India's, um, uh, and HTML. So, uh, crowded. Uh, I, I saw it. It seemed okay, but the more I got into it, more it seemed more like a um, place for messaging, like a forum, right? And to even get in and see the the um, platform, you have to request, right? You can't just instantly sign up. I don't think. Uh, oh no no no! My apologies. Uh, yes, there is a login. Let me see if I. Let me see if they gave me access. One moment. They did not. Okay. I currently, st- I think I signed up 24 hours ago and don't have an account. Or less than 24 hours ago. So, food for thought. They may be selective about who comes into their platform. Moving on. Fiverr. Okay, I know Fiverr. Um, mm. We're running down to the end of the time. We're going to speed up. Fiverr is pretty cool. It works. You post the job. The clients come to you. They do things backward there, um, but backward in a good way. Um, Check it out. I have no issues with Fiverr. Uh, Flex jobs. Uh, I I looked for voice jobs on Flex jobs, and some came up, right? Uh, But... I, I think um, the last one was in May. Oh, these, these postings are all over the place. Uh, okay. Yeah, I type in voice jobs or something to that effect. And um, I'm getting solution engineer, technical support manager. So these are all posted recently. So they're there. There's jobs for flex jobs. Not what I'm looking for, but there are jobs, especially customer service, it looks like. Check it out. Um, doesn't seem... Too bad. Crowdsource. This was okay. Um, But what they have is copywriting, moderation, transcription, and dealing with data. Either it's probably um, data input, right? So not... Not my alley. I didn't continue with it. It looks okay. If If that's what you're doing, then... Check it out. Freelancer. Now, I was on Freelancer for 24 hours. I've applied for three jobs. Uh, I've gotten... Oh, sorry. I've applied for two jobs. I got accepted in both those jobs. 
but um, they were both spam, and then I got contacted twice, also spam. So I don't know what's going on with freelancer.com, but it's not working out real well. My initial impression is why they need to clean up their website. Uh, Guru, uh, I joined. It was okay. Um, they let you pick a profile, do your um, portfolio. Seemed okay. Didn't have any jobs for me, but there were jobs being posted. Guru, it's okay. Freelance writing gigs, didn't go into it. Not a writer. Um, looks okay. I'm sure plenty of people use it, right? Uh, I went to purehustle.com, and it takes you to a secondary website, the link wasn't working well. Um, I don't know if it's spam now, so I moved on. Crop, that's all about portfolios and images. I tried to sign up. I got an account. Nothing for me there doing voice. That's more for images, creating things. Um, you can post your portfolio. Um, you can bid for jobs. There's contests. It's pretty cool. Um, there's a lot of good talent on there. A lot of great pictures as well. Really cool. Um, there's re some really great people on there. So if you're into photo and editing and stuff like that, um, definitely check it out. I suggest it. Shoo, shoo, shoo. Welcome to the chat. Jonathan Placentino. Sorry for saying your last name. Uh, on other places, I'll edit this out. Uh, welcome to the chat. Moving down the list, project for hire. Um I didn't get into it. This uh, It looked like the link was dead. Let me double check. Let me do a quick search and see if I messed up. Projectforhire.co. Um, let's try voiceover. Hear me clicking and clacking away on my... So you bid on jobs. Um, no voice jobs, but that's okay. Currently July 7th, July 23rd. Wait a minute. It's June. Oh, that's due date. Very cool. So they've got these filtered by due date. Um, or maybe by when they need to find someone. Um, so there's things currently happening here. I'm seeing videographer for New York, uh, graphic designer, New York, personal administrative assistant, social media marketing. There's, there's jobs. Uh, 99 designs. Pretty cool. Really pretty. Um, it's all about bidding on projects and showing off your stuff, right? Um, this is a lot of creative, like uh, if you want to make something, if you want to, not necessarily a uh, engineer, you could, but less software, more actual like physical stuff on here. Pretty cool. There's also the pictures, the photo, things like this, but um, physical building, right? Or modeling, not not like pictures and uh, actor actress modeling, but um other types of like, like clay, clay moldings and uh, casting, right? Craigslist was on this list. So, you know, I talked about how we're in an era where people get on Craigslist and say, I'm going to post for a job on Craigslist. I hope I don't get murdered. <laughs> I hope I don't get deaded. Um, it's ridiculous that we're still, that's happening nowadays. But, it, you know, the world, I guess, is a dangerous place sometimes. Uh, I went on Craigslist. Posted for a job. Found a voice job. 
and I've already got a response. In fact, after this podcast, I'm going to go send over my demo. It's for a startup radio firm out in New York. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. LinkedIn ProFinder. No voice jobs there. Um, There's there's jobs, but you have to find your specific um, field. So that was my initial results with LinkedIn ProFinder. I like LinkedIn, though, uh, for connecting. Um, Graphic design website. Sorry, it's a design hill. Not for me, but um, there's plenty of stuff there. There's contests. There's portfolios. There's um, talk about all sorts of things. Clothing design, business uh, logos design, business card design. Uh, Put your logo on a coffee cup, right? (laughs) Brand identity, packaging design. There's so much. Everything design. Wonderful, right? Uh, Remote.com turned into outsource.com. Checked it out. Uh, It's okay. There's things there. Uh, but it's, you basically make a profile and leave it. So just go sign up, make something, walk away. You can post your profile. People can search for what you do and they'll see your hourly rate, fixed rate. And then there's different things you can break it down for. There's also jobs that you can, uh, bid once you log in. Oh, we're going to run over. Uh, Local Solo was next. Uh, It seems like it's a mixture of English and Spanish on that website. I signed up, um, and then they just never gave me access. Like They were like, wait for your email, and just didn't come. Uh, I removed them from my preferences on, I think it was LinkedIn I used to sign up with them. So I jumped out. Topdoll? Topdoll has talked about a lot. It's the last one on this list. Thanks for joining us for the podcast. Topdoll has talked about a lot. It's all about... um, Oh, uh, Javia Simon asked what I'm talking, what am I talking about? Remote work and why it's horrible, but I'm talking about job sites and my initial impressions right now. Uh, I covered the job sites that I'm talking about now, I covered them yesterday, talked about what they do, what they are. And I jumped in, I'm giving feedback, um, run over just a few minutes and top to it. They, basically you have to submit your portfolio. You have to submit everything about you and they take like business days to get back to you because um, only about 3% of applicants actually get pulled into Topdoll. And uh, it's they're serious about it. Pretty cool stuff, though. Um, yeah. Yep. 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 Try it out. All right. That's the chat. That's the talk. That's the hour. Have a great day. We'll see you Monday. Oh, uh, no, no. Monday for this, talking about freelance and working. Juju. Feel free to tune in. TJ, glad, glad to have you back. Everyone listening, come come say hi. But um, Linda, you joined at the very end. We're saying goodbye. Ugh, too bad. Hey, Linda, welcome. Um, but tomorrow, UK versus US, 11 a.m. to noon Eastern Standard Time. UK time, that's 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. UK time. Uh, tomorrow it is June 29th, and we'll be doing it June 30th, same time. U.S. versus U.K. It's going to be fun. Thanks for joining me. We'll see you then. And if we never see you again, it was a pleasure talking to you today.